and welcome to the Valley Tales podcast. I am Gina Mizell, continuing to bring you in-depth coverage of the Phoenix Suns. And I'm so thrilled to be joined today by two ladies whose work you know extremely well. Allison Harissis and Tana Hughes are the masterminds behind the Suns' social media accounts, which were wildly popular during the Orlando restart where the Suns went 8-0. And so I wanted to bring both of them on to talk about the craziness of the bubble and really more just about what their jobs are like, what their daily tasks are like, and their backgrounds, which are both incredibly fascinating. And so um, wanted to just have a pretty wide-ranging conversation with both of them. Now, full disclosure... The audio on this is not the greatest because Allison was actually in her car driving to Los Angeles getting some well-deserved R&R after being in the Orlando bubble for five weeks and working tirelessly. So please forgive me, please forgive us that this won't sound like it was made in a sound studio because it wasn't, but I still feel like the conversation is, is really valuable and really something that a lot of people can gain some insight from, whether you're interested in social media or sports or whether you just enjoy the accounts and want to know more about the people who are behind them. I hope you will enjoy this. Um, because we were trying to work on some sound quality and we started on Zoom, then we went to a three-way call, um, I'm going to sort of bring it in gradually as far as the first question that I asked them about if they're finally getting some some rest after the craziness of the bubble. So we will slide right into that. But again, here's my interview with Allison and Tana. Yeah, no, we landed, we landed Friday from Orlando, and I slept pretty much, you know, the next day, Saturday, and I called Kelsey and said, hey, I'm going to take a week off. I need a vacation. <laughs> but so I'm heading out to LA right now time uh, for myself and my friends and I also got my hair done a couple of days ago so these are off, off season priorities and you know, taking care of yourself right exactly Tana how about you what's the what have the last few days been like for you um I've just been still going uh you know I obviously wasn't in Orlando you know, I work the bubble from here um so I'm just kind of heading this week while Allison's taking a little bit of a break we have the lottery coming up on Thursday and yeah, but as you said, I'm currently sitting in a chair getting my hair done. And I, you know, as I said, I'm, you know, dealing with house priorities right now and just kind of trying to take a breather and enjoy this off time. Because as I said earlier, you know, our social team really hasn't had a break since the 2019-20 season started. Um, you know, right when COVID-19 happened and quarantine started, it just kept going. So this is the first time we're getting a little breather. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for both of you, how would you just describe the two-week Orlando run? Because as you mentioned, Allison, you were in Orlando. Tana, you were here in Phoenix. And just the trying to capture the moment of, frankly, what was one of the biggest stretches in recent franchise history, but then also collaborating with each other with not everybody on site and some people here. Just what was the key to making all that happen? Yeah, we had um, Chris Price and I were in Orlando, both as shooters. So our main focus out there was capturing content, building relationships with the team, and really being the pulse out there of what was on the hardwood and telling that story and working collaboratively back home. So pretty much Tana and I are on a group chat and a call every day, all day. So our communication frequency is really high. So while we're in Orlando, basically... While I was shooting, we were sending that content to the team back home. And then just through the group chat, as, as the team started to evolve 
really done a great job at crafting a, a voice for the Suns, and she just expanded on it and capitalized on what, what the team was doing as well. Tana, how about from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously very different. You know, this whole bubble experience is new to everybody. So we didn't really know going in what to expect. Um, I think I found out maybe like a couple days before Allison and Chris left that they were even going on the trip. So we were like, okay, we need to make this happen. And of course, again, like our group text is you know, kind of what keeps us going and, you know, all the ideas are flowing through that. We're trying to be as collaborative as possible. So it was really a group effort by not just our social team, but everybody internally, truly. I mean, everyone just came together, stepped up and said, hey, we have a short time period to figure out, you know, how to run this bubble, how to make it work and the virtual fans and the second screen experience we ran. So it was really an organizational collaboration. Um, But the good thing is, is, we all communicate with each other very well and we're all pretty, pretty good friends. So it made it pretty. Sure. Allison, for you, just, I feel like I can't let it go without asking, you know, what the bubble was like, but just outside of the, the game, the games themselves and what was happening on the court, just did anything surprise you about living on that campus for five weeks, just the downtime outside of basketball, like just anything surprised you that you weren't expecting when you left for Orlando in, in early July? Yeah, I mean, you know, like Hannah like said, there wasn't, we had a plan going in, but we knew that this was such um, a situation that we didn't plan for, so the plans to change, and we did. But it was truly, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Chris and I both felt really, like, lucky to be there, and we were going to take advantage of our time there. And while I was there, I, we were really busy between practices, turning content, managing meetings back home. So there wasn't, honestly, a ton of downtime, if you will. Um, but one of the biggest takeaways was, honestly, how impressed I was with the NBA mm-hmm. in terms of health and safety, um, the campus itself I mean, yeah, and just the fact that there have been no positive cases. It has not, COVID has not infiltrated the bubble is pretty remarkable given how many people were there. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you guys both about a typical game day, because I think that I am multitasking like during a game where I'm trying to watch what's happening on the floor. You know, you're tweeting, you're writing down stats, you're keeping track of numbers, maybe your editor is calling or texting you, but I'm not having to clip video, build graphics, 
come up with witty text for, for tweets and, and posts and all of that. So can you just give people a, a glimpse into just what that process is like for you, like from either the start of a game day or like tip off just through the end, just what, what your life is like or what your workflow is like, because I, I don't even see it up close and I can imagine that it's, it's super, super crazy. Yeah, high level, I can just dive in real quick and then I'll, I'll hand it over to Tana. Um, but for the most part, it truly takes a village. And we say that all the time, but we have a creative team that has templates built that are ready for us to execute in regards to like a stat or a motion graphic or a score update or a partnership. So that makes us really efficient planning ahead. And then we also have you know, a really good video team led by Nick Williams who has shooters on the ground with us that are literally shooting and editing in real time. And that's truly see the collaboration process where let's say book has a, a texty dunk we're texting the editor on the floor the shooter and we're saying we want that dunk to slip it he's got a runner running to him and hannah is already you know she's busy with captions but she's already keeping up captions and then even on the staff side we have cole and cody cody cunningham is one of our writers here at the fund and they're always monitoring where our team is in regards to staff so when I say take the village, it's really like 20 people coming together to put what you see on a timeline, if that makes sense. And like Tana's curating a lot of that voice in the meme, uh, and also a lot of the photography as well. So very much yeah, Tana, from, from your perspective, like even when you're at home and you're trying to keep track of a million different things, just how do you go about doing that? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the game day has been different working from home than it is in person. Uh, you know, during a game day while we were in the arena, you know, we're still managing an actual nine to five workday. So we still have meetings. We're still meeting on upcoming events and, you know, upcoming games and we're not living in the moment. I think um, while I was have been at home, it's been more of just in the moment. And I've actually, I, I promised myself one thing I was going to do this year was learn more of the game itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Cody has been really strong in kind of helping me like understand the actual game of basketball itself but that was something I wanted to build my knowledge on so I've had a chance to kind of dive in and learn a little bit more in depth but I mean even just like it's hard but I've built like a workplace that you know makes me super comfortable and again like there's a lot going on at one time I have computer screens up on my coffee table um you know I'm looking at ESPN's box score and game tasks while I'm also streaming the game while I'm also have a computer that has um a feed up called Clip Pro that we utilize. So that's where some clips come through. But, you know, we came into this process and strategy working with our broadcast crew, uh, group as well to kind of feed us their clips from their in-game streams. Um, again, it's just like a giant collaboration. I know it seems so confusing, but I'm just trying to, you know, think ahead into the moment. Like, hey, I saw this DeAndre Aiden dunk. I'll text Kaden from our broadcast team and say, Kaden, can I get that dunk? While he's kind of exporting that, I'm trying to come up with the caption and where I'm going to distribute this. And then, you know, in the middle of that, I think during the middle of one of the games, Devin Booker had a stat come out. So Cody is texting me, hey, I'm going to deploy the stat right now. Don't overtweet on top of me. So again, like, it's just all back to communication. But there is a lot going on at one time. So I think if you're really good at multitasking, this is a great job for you um, because there's a lot going on at one time. Sure. We also have, in terms of Gina, like execution, we have a lot of trust from leadership to make real-time decisions, which is 
what you saw in the bubble. So, you know, like, I was operating as more of a shooter on the ground in the bubble. And, you know, we trust, we have leadership that trusts Tana and I, especially in the moments of the bubble when our team was popping off, that Tana could have those, like, really authentic two-way conversations with our fans and almost sometimes, like, tell me the line. Um, but it was awesome that we have that ability to, to execute and not run everything up the ladder, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, and I wanted to kind of ask you about that too, because establishing the voice for the account, it seems to be so crucial and, and it definitely does have a voice where it's creative, it's funny, it's like snarky at times, but not in a mean-spirited way. And so I'm just curious internally, how did you guys discuss that as far as what you want the voice of the social media accounts to be because you are representing uh, the the entire franchise in a way uh, online. Right. Now we, I would say it's very much organic and again, going back to collaboration and in context of the bubble, there was, there was a moment where it was kind of like a respect up moment, right? When we came out of that fourth line that this led, our tone also changed just a little bit in regards to we're here and this is setting a tone for us the season. And so there was moments where we did clap back at ESPN and we did clap back at um, other outlets just to say your information is wrong and respect us. You know, like and, and Hannah does a really good job at listening and curating funny memes and stuff on top of it um, and really you know, to you have to say in terms of the voice of the bubble and she was the one executing most of that. Yeah, Tana, how did you kind of toe that line between, you know, being not afraid to get a little snarky at some points, but again, not mean-spirited and not, you know, make it where it's off-putting for for fans or for people that are following? Yeah, the one thing I've kind of always said, uh, this is my third season with the team, and I think Allison's been here for about two and a half years, is we've always kind of had this voice or this personality trait on social media. The only thing is, we did phenomenal in the bubble, so people are starting to look at our feeds now and seeing it. Yes. Uh, so that's a positive thing, definitely, because I think that we have always been super good at what we do, and we're always super proud of what we do. It just wasn't ever really getting recognized before, but I mean, we just all kind of have that personality. I, I definitely think, you know, if you're young and you're trying to pursue a career in sports to do social media or anything, you just have to have that kind of personality where you have to be comfortable. up with a voice for a brand and being able to back that and say, this is why I think our voice should be that way. And I mean, Cody and I, even in the office, like we're always quoting the office. Um, that's our favorite TV show. And, you know, obviously if you've ever seen that TV show, there's a dry sense of humor that comes mm-hmm. with it. So that's just kind of always been our personality. Um, and even I've just always been like that. I'm a pretty quiet person in person. Um, I just kind of stick to the side and do my own thing. But if people really know me, they know that that has always kind of been my personality traits is just super witty and funny and can be snarky but again like we never try to toe the line where we know there is a line that can be drawn so I mean we never try to take jabs at individual players um you know we're never trying to cross into conversation lines that probably shouldn't be crossed into from a sports account so again like we know where those fine lines are but 
it's also us being able to represent our brand and saying like, no, this is what we believe in. And, you know, this is why, you know, this team has been so great to work with because no one thought that this team was going to go on an eight and no run in the bubble. So of course, from the beginning, we were like, to we are even two two of zero games like one so far we have to just go all out because everybody's seeing this right now there aren't a lot of sports being played at the moment and you know everyone's just sitting at home on their couches with not a lot to do so everybody is watching us so what we say right now in this bubble determines how people are going to see moving forward yeah, it's a great point. And and I think you're you're exactly right in that you guys have been doing this all year as far as the work you're producing, the personality you have, the tone, all of that. It's just more people are had their eyes on it just because of what the Suns were doing. So when you see something go viral or get a lot of traction, whether it's was the, you know, super heartwarming video of the the players' families doing the starting lineups or, you know, the clapbacks or the kind of more fun tongue-in-cheek type stuff. Uh, what is that like for you guys when you know something that you've created uh, just becomes super popular and gains a lot of traction and, and a lot of eyeballs? I mean, I can chime in on the family video, um, taking this back to, again, this whole entire bubble experience has been an internal organization collaboration, not just social media. So the family videos was an idea that happened completely aside from us. Um, our game operations department kind of pieced that together. Um, so again, like we just saw this video and I personally said to myself, Hey, this is going to perform so well on social. This was such a, a great initiative made from our internal team why not let the world see it? Um, I had no idea it was going to perform the way that it did. <laughs> I just kept sending screenshots to Dean and Allison, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so impressed. This is performing so well. And, I mean, it was even sweet because now that we're not in the bubble anymore, yesterday the Raptors um, decided to take the same initiative, mm-hmm. and they had their you know, their kids. I mean, I'm sure you saw the video of Kyle Lowry's kids. Adorable. Uh, announcing him. Yeah, so cute. Announcing him in the starting lineup and he was just going crazy. So I think it was those little wins, um, especially just for us as a team that was like, this made an impact throughout the ent- entire bubble season. Um, yeah, it was just a huge win for us. But again, like, you never know when something's going to go viral. It's not something you can plan for. It's just, you kind of hope with every post you put out, something gets picked up and it goes viral, but you never plan for something to go viral. So that was a huge moment for us. But again, with just the memes and stuff, like I don't ever really have anything prepared. I'm just kind of sitting there and all text out and be like, I have an idea. And then her response is, I love it, go with it. Like thinker, hey, I think this is going to perform really well. Let's do it. Um, I mean, the why not, the why not, or I'm sorry, not the not. Why not us? The Who's Next video, DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton, obviously that blew up. But um, I live with a girl who works with us, and um, she dates another gentleman that works with us. So we have all been basically quarantining together, and, you know, we all work for the Sun. So we've just been bouncing ideas off each other, and we're all in different departments. He's in marketing, and she's in game operations. And the uh, Who's Next video was a collaboration between all of us. I mean, like, we've just been sitting there watching TikToks and saw this video come through from Chris Price Bubble. We're like, we should put this popular song from TikTok on this video and, like, just start this trend if we're going to keep winning. And luckily, it played out for eight weeks in a row. But, 
again, that's not something we planned to happen. We were just like, this is fun in the moment. Let's do it. And it actually worked out to our benefit. Amazing. That video actually is like a really good example of our workflow because we'll have a shooter in practice capture something funny that a player is doing. And by that, by the time that shooter quickly edits it and sends it to social, we're texting about like, okay, when is the right moment, the right time, with the right caption to release this? You know what I mean? Like, we're not just gonna take a video of DA, just put it out, just put it out. Um, but like that video is a really good example of like our collaboration and workflow. But by the time it got to social, and I was like, oh no, this is perfect, but we need to make one small edit. And it was music and the caption that really helped drive it. Oh. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Kind of a, a different question, but um, I'm curious about both of your backgrounds, just because, I mean, social media is such a huge part of society, of sports, of like our entire universe right now, but still like all things considered, it's a relatively new career path, I feel like. I remember I first started using Twitter when I was in college, and I think I'm older than both of you, but not by a ton. So it's still it, all things considered relatively new. And so, um, yeah, what what are both of your backgrounds as far as what did you think you were going to do when you were coming up, maybe through school? And then what kind of flipped this switch for you to say like, okay, this is like a path I can go down and this is a legitimate career option for me and this is something I'm good at and I enjoy it and and now you are where you are. Right. Um, I would say for me, you know, social wasn't really at the forefront of where it is now when I I left high school and went into college. Uh, Went to high school in Shanghai and then university and um, ASU. I spent some time overseas as well. Even my first job was a travel company focused out of Asia. So a lot of my start of my career was a communications role with a focus on Chinese social media and communicating with consumers all over the world. So within the time, it really helped that I had the background of already with Mobi Chat and doing social. But I started out in a communications role that quickly pivoted to social because that's where you're meeting and communicating with whatever brand you're working with, whatever market you're in, that's where you're communicating and, and marketing right now. So, um, and then what's fun is this evolved into a social strategy as well. Tana, how about you? Yeah, um, doing social media for a sports team was never, I guess, what I thought I would end up doing, honestly. Um, I went to ASU, I went to Walter Cronkite, I was a broadcast journalism student there. I necessarily never really wanted to be in sports for broadcast either. I just kind of like the journalism element of things. And I'm sure as you kind of know, Gina, I'm super into photography. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of my big passion. Uh, So yeah, I mean, after college, I honestly wasn't too sure what I wanted to do as most kids that come out of college are. They just you know, they're not too sure. They're not mature enough yet to know this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So when I got out of college, I actually took a break for a little and went on a uh, music tour with a few bands doing photography. And I had so much fun doing that and always contemplated leaving Arizona. And after that, I was like, I kind of want to stay. This was enough for me to get away and kind of experience the entire country. Um, but just ended up staying and was really close to a gentleman that worked in the graphic design department at the Sun for a while and said, hey, this new job just opened in the digital department. I think you'd be really good at it. 
So I actually didn't even start with the funds doing social media. I actually started in the digital department doing more um, web and SEO stuff. Mm-hmm. And this role just kind of happened to open up. And I said my thought at the time, hey, this team needs a lot more behind the scenes photography. Let me see if I can, you know, weasel my way in and kind of see if I can help out with that. So I convinced some higher ups to let me go to training camp and, you know, took some behind the scenes photos there because Barry and Anthony, our photographers, never really go to training camp. So, uh, you know, went up there for a couple nights, shot some photos, and they actually ended up performing super well. So that's kind of when, uh, you know, Cody and I shifted into a social media role around the same time. Very and, cool. I mean, I get DMs all the time of people saying, you have my dream job, you have my dream job. And it's kind of humbling when you step back and think about it, because I never pictured myself in this role. Again, like I came into this, like not knowing a ton about basketball. Uh, I played volleyball in high school and just did some other sports, but basketball was nothing I really ever followed uh, until now. Now I'm a basketball nut, but um, yeah, it's just, it's funny how things work out, truly. Yeah, no, you guys both. Yeah, I will. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say one thing just working with the son is my two and a half years ago, I think now you're like three, maybe just over three. Um, is you really had the opportunity to create. We're both in roles where leadership trust allows us to create ideas, execute ideas. And for young, for someone that's young in their career, that's really cool that you can see your ideas and your thoughts come to life and execute it and perform and drive it. And that's, that's like one of the coolest things we're working with us. Yeah, no, I love it. And and it's so cool to hear about both of your paths because again, it's not the not traditional for either one of you. So that's super, super cool. And and I love Tana that you said that you get messages from I assume, you know, people in college, in high school that are coming up now. But uh, do you have to explain your job to like those family members that you maybe only see on Thanksgiving, like, because I find that I even have to do that sometimes where people just think I sit and watch basketball all day, which that is a big part of our job and it's awesome, but it's like, no, there's a lot more to it than that. But I'd imagine for some people, this whole social media world is still like, wait, what do you do? Like, do you, do you run into that with some people sometimes? All the time. (laughs) The number one one response you get when you say I do social media for the sense, I mean, to be fair, I try not to tell a ton of people my actual job. I just try and say, oh, I work in sports. But, you know, if it's someone close that I know or, I mean, even trying to explain it to my grandparents is hilarious. Yes. Sometimes I'll see my grandma kind of chime in on, like, one of our Facebook posts, and it actually makes me so giddy and so happy. And they actually watch every single game now, so I love it. But, um, yeah, like, the number one thing or the number one response is, oh, so you do, like, the Twitter and Instagram. And I just leave it at that. I'm like, yeah, that's, of course, what I do. But, I mean, little do a lot of people know behind the scenes, like, uh, you know, Allison and I are also running, you know, paid advertising through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram. So that's a whole other platform that, I mean, I'm not sure about Allison, I can't speak for her, but I had no experience on coming into this role. Um, You know, we also help in so many different areas and I work specifically really close with our corporate partners. So I work really um, close trying to come up with ideas and new ways that we can, you know, share our personal platform with corporate partners and come up with new content ideas and new ways to, you know, help them get their, their brand across while also staying true to our um, basketball brands. So 
there is so much that goes in depth behind the scenes that nobody really knows. And again, like as I said, like as we work so close together and like interdepartmentally, I have wanted to learn so much about graphic design and video. And you know, I've taken some chances this off season to be able to tap in and kind of learn how to use Premiere Pro for videos, or you know, dabble in Photoshop a little bit more to try and learn some graphic stuff. So it really, again, is an organization where I can just say, Hey, I want to learn this. And it's an option for me to learn it. Like I am there full frontly and anyone will help, like help teach me or, um, I can take time to learn it myself. Uh, yeah. But again, like it's, it's really hard to explain what you do. Um, so I just try to keep it like as simple as possible. <laughs> Allison, what yeah, about like you? Like, yeah. Same thing. And like my parent, my dad's 75 and he's like, Wait, so you tweet all day? And I'm like, no, God, I don't. Anna and I both have, you know, a photography background and being really joyous. So it's funny to me sometimes people on game day will just see you walking around the camera. So they assume all you do is take photos. And it's like, no, I also wear many hats. And that's like really, you know, what this job is, is within the social media realm. You know, at any moment you should be able to take a photo and execute or a video and execute. You're also like a copywriter and editor. You're also leading digital strategy and targeting audiences and creating revenue streams through social media. And you're also having two-way conversations with fans and being snarky. So social media now is really, you know, in my opinion, a larger digital marketing role where you're meeting a lot of business objectives cross-functionally. And that's, that's pretty much what I tell my parents and friends when they're like, social, what do you do? And I'm like, I do digital marketing. Uh, yeah yeah as, as far as um other social media accounts are there are there particular it doesn't even have to be a team but like what it, what inspires you that's out there in the space right now and, and I'm curious if there's sort of a, a community that's developed between all of you guys that have these similar jobs because yeah you, you see people kind of you see one team account bantering with another team account but also like giving props and all that stuff and so behind the scenes is there like a community of you guys too who are sharing ideas and being inspired by each other and and all of that yeah I would say Twitter in general the you know the community is really active on there and even when I came into sports um, for the for the first season like Twitter was a great place where I could meet a lot of my counterparts mm-hmm. and engage them in their work. Uh, and the NBA is great, and then they have like a Slack channel as well, and they have different conferences. But for me, it's been Twitter is where I've really been able to like meet people on my timeline and hope to meet them in real life more um, post COVID. But I know, Shanna, you're also really into Pinterest in terms of inspiration of like photography and creative as well. Yeah, I'd say for collaboration or just getting to know people, Twitter is definitely the platform. Um, you know, I've had a lot of people, again, reach out to me via Instagram because that's where I spend most of my time for my photography. But I just encourage them the most that I can to get on Twitter. Uh, I've met so many people just throughout the NBA League and other, like the NHL, um, MLB, NFL. It's really like, it's more of a networking platform than anything. So, I just love Twitter. Um, also, outside of like sports, I live for Wendy's Twitter. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you guys both follow it, but they are. I just respect anyone that like gets on an account and just kind of treats it like their own personal account. And Wendy's has definitely done that. And I think 
maybe that's a focus for Allison and I this next season is to try and, you know, engage with platforms or big platforms like that outside of, you know, just sports. Because, again, like, we have that market of Suns fans, but, like, we really want to bring in, like, a broader audience. And, like, we want to be that account where, like, someone's like, what is your favorite not even just sports team account, but like, what is your favorite account to follow on social media? Like, we want them to say Suns, and we want it to be because like they they relate to it on a personal level and not just behind sports. I mean, again, like a lot of our following is mainly male dominated, so we want to, especially being two women behind an account, tap into the women following. Just whatever we can to bring in new followers is kind of our goal. You, you lead perfectly into my next question because I was going to ask about, yes, about being two women who are behind this and not that this should ever cross someone's mind, but like, I bet people are surprised if I were, if they, I think people just assume that a guy is running these accounts when that's obviously not the case, not just here, but for several accounts across sports and across all sorts of platforms. But yeah, what, what sort of pride do you take in that? And maybe what challenges does that present if any just being being a woman in this type of role Allison do you want to go first <laughs> all right um no I would say you know it's really refreshing to see that there, there is you know representation at the time for our designer she and she's doing a lot of our creative so far about you yeah it's it's a comfortable environment so I don't ever feel like being a female in this industry is up for question nor should it ever be but again like we work with some very empowering women within the Suns organization and I'm glad that Allison and I have been able to you know even via social media encourage other females to join the sports industry Um, I've had a lot of DMs from girls that are just telling me they love our account and this is what they want to do when they grow up and they're super inspired. So that really warms my heart. And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of like your goal is just to inspire people in life. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome. It's just kind of funny. Like when you see the responses, this dude res- deserves a raise or the guy <laughs> running this social media account is amazing. And I just kind of look at them and smile and say, okay. <laughs> I mean, even the bubble Gina, um, I was the only female on the plane for the time. You saw that a lot across the team, where there was typically like one, one female on each representation team, and in different roles. But that didn't reflect the overall organization of female representation. But I thought it was really cool that I was there, and a few people from a different team, you know, had asked me like, "Do you feel comfortable being in the bubble as the only female?" And I was like, "I feel very comfortable. Like I've never." in a situation where anyone's ever made you feel uncomfortable, you know, um, and that just goes to show, like, organization and everyone behind it that it's really a good place to be, and I'm really happy to be. Yeah. How do you guys deal with 
trolls because um, I'm sure those people pop up every once in a while or maybe m- way more than once in a while in mentions or just comments or whatnot because I-, I know that when we do this all the time that we've all developed a thicker skin to sort of let things slide but then sometimes it's just a bad day and it just doesn't sit well so um, how do you guys deal with that just especially when you're you know rep- again you're representing the sons and you're representing something bigger it's not necessarily on your personal account but still when you see that it can sort of trigger something in you you know i think any brand that you work for um and in any communication channel there's always going to be people who have you know something to say and for us you know mental health is important and sometimes you just have to step away from it or not to take anything personally um but also listen to your fans and respond appropriately mm-hmm. you know what's the underlying message or you know if it's a fan again knowing your audience right if it's a fan that we've engaged with for many years then we can have a little fun we might you know say something cheeky to them uh, but for us spotting the fans is important but in terms of trolls it's just knowing your audience and, and where it's starting you know where you can cross line and where you can go Tana how about you um, yeah I just i just don't read the comments most of the time. Mm. I mean, a post will get up to 50 comments and I try not to scroll through them. Um, whenever I'm not working, I try to be off of social media as much as I can, which is kind of funny because, you know, for a while I wanted to work on, you know, my own personal brand on it so much, but I just try to stay away from it. Um, but yeah, on the sun side, I mean, again, like just with our voice, like if I see a troll and like their comment is you know, kind of just steers me the wrong way. Like, I'll clap back at them. And, you know, now that we have, you know, the right to do that on our social platforms, we need to kind of distinguish that voice. That makes it kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, again, like, it's mostly just ignoring it and trying to not take it personal. It's, you know, a lot of people I just – I've learned in life is just a lot of people will say stuff behind a computer screen that they would never say to you in person. Um, so just try to, you know, wipe it off as much as you can and move forward. But it's a little hard when they – come to your personal accounts and mm. start trolling as a head from business son's account. But again, like, it's just, it's a part of life. You just kind of have to learn to let it go. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, for those people who, who reach out that say, you have my dream job, this is what I want to do. Um, what, what is the biggest advice you would, you would give to somebody as far as whether it's how to pursue this career, how to get the skills that you need, um, how to network, like just all of that. Just what, what would be kind of the first steps that you would tell somebody to do? My first advice that I always give people that reach out is just pay attention to what you do while you're in college mm-hmm. and the connections you make while you're in college. Um, I interned with the the Arizona Coyotes while I was in college. So that was kind of my into the sports world. But I felt like the internships that I had and the connections I made via those internships was was a, a, a much more beneficial way to make those connections and get myself into the sports industry than really the classes I took in college. Um, and then also just like learn more outside of what Learn, learn more skills outside of what you want to do. So again, like I liked photography, but then I've also learned like video. I've learned how to do paid advertising. It's like those jobs just keep growing and the skill sets for those jobs are just going to keep growing as well. So just make sure you're, you know, paying attention and trying to learn as much as you can, because regardless if you get that job or not, um, it's going to benefit you in the long run. But yeah, just focus on those connections. 
Allison, how about you? No, I think that is a perfectly. Um, for me, advice, advice I always give to people who reach out is just networking. Um, at the end of the day, your network is so important in your career and your growth. Um, so definitely take advantage of those opportunities. And even trying to get into a field like sports, you know, be ready to be uncomfortable. Like, test yourself, push yourself, and make your, you know, build your brand so that people see how you stand out on a piece of paper or digital, you know, digital um, resume as well. Absolutely. Yep. Last question for both of you. Just when you look at social media as a whole, it's like there's so many things. It's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving. Something that is popular now might not be popular in two years or six months or two months. Um, Just what do you feel like the future is as far as maybe not necessarily what you guys want to do like with the Suns, but just where do you hope that social media goes as far as are there tools or things that you wish you could do that aren't available yet? Are there evolutions that you think could be made that you hope happen in the, in the coming months and years? Just what do you sort of view as the, the future of, of social and maybe how you can then apply it to what you guys both do? I personally love to see augmented reality mm. um, social media. Um, I, I'm such a fan of it and I love it. And I think it makes all experiences 10 times better than they are. Um, I mean, again, like the tech world is always changing and like you never know what's next. And I think that's the point of tech companies is, you know, you want to be the person to create the next viral app or next viral product. So, I mean, honestly, if I could ever come up with one, I feel like I think of things all the time. I'm like, this would be cool. This would be cool. So I think that's the benefit of it is like there is no limit for what you can do. It's just, you know, who's going to be the person to create the next popular thing. And I think first it's, you know, how fast can we be the first ones to jump on it and integrate it into our brand? Allison, anything to add there? Yeah, no, I definitely think AI and AR is the future in the forefront and um, just from my time in Asia I've noticed a trend where a lot of Chinese communication apps are more in the forefront like usually American apps follow if you look at what how WeChat has evolved and how QR codes and everything is synced through WeChat I feel like you're starting to see that through Facebook um, as well and if anything I see more of a digital presence through the apps and experiences more for consumers especially if you look at the context of COVID Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. All right, ladies, this was such a great conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all your insight, all your fun anecdotes about just the bubble run and just for sharing what you do. Because again, I think there are a lot of fans out there who love what you guys are doing, but aren't quite sure how it all comes together. So I really appreciate you guys coming on and and shedding some light. Of course. Apologies for any background noise too. Again, as you said, (laughs) Just kind of doing some things, but we appreciate you and we thank you for taking the time to talk with us. It means a lot.